and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Are you ready for the Word of God tonight? You've got your heart open, you ready? All right. All right, before you take your seats, we're going to read this verse, Acts chapter 2, verse 41. And we're going to read for a bit. This is, going to, this is what we're exploring tonight. It says, um, On that day, about 3,000 took Him at His Word, were baptised and were signed up. They committed themselves to the teaching of the Apostles, uh, the life together, the common meal and the prayers. Everyone around was in awe, all the wonders and signs done through the Apostles and all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's need was met. They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple followed by meals at home. Every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day uh, their number grew as God added those who were being saved. One day at three o'clock in the afternoon, Peter and John were on their way to the temple for the prayer meeting. At the same time, there was a man crippled from birth being being carried up. Every day he was set down at the temple gate, the one named Beautiful, to beg from those who were going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for a handout. Peter, with John at his side, looked him straight in the eye and said, look here. He looked up expecting to get something from them. Peter said, I don't have a nickel to to my name, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He grabbed him by the right hand and pulled him up. In an instant, his feet and ankles became firm. He jumped to his feet and he walked. The man went into the temple with them, walking back and forth, dancing and praising God. Everyone there saw him walking around and praising God. They recognised him as the one who sat begging at the temple gate, beautiful, and rubbed their eyes, astonished, scarcely believing what they were seeing. The man threw his arms around Peter and John, ecstatic. All the people ran up to where they were at Solomon's porch to see it for themselves. Holy Spirit, we want a word from you tonight. One very simple word. I just pray that it would dwell deep in our hearts. It would get into our spirits in our, um, under our banner, Uncommon Love tonight. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said... Amen. Alrighty, why don't you take a seat? Everyone's been standing long enough. Thank you, worship team. You are amazing. Carry on. Are you good? I can, Liam Sanchez, I can hear your enthusiasm and welcome back into the country, wherever you are. Um, Oh, he's encouraging from behind me. That's so crazy. Um, What a man. Everyone give Liam Sanchez a hand. I need to get this guy a second life group leader into his life group because his life group is exploding on Friday nights and uh, the guy has a, a, a bazillion people following him around and he's just one of the best life group leaders ever. So anyway, that's a me problem, not a you problem. Um, so this story, right, um, I, let's, if I can just drive right into it. Um, so this is after the resurrection... They wait for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes down. Um, tongues of fire descend on them. They all start speaking in other languages. 
People think they're drunk. Um, I don't know how learning a language in an instant and becoming bilingual, um, you could get that from being drunk. Who would ever think that? Um, And anyway, Peter ends up standing up in this amazing moment and starts preaching what actually, this is not people drunk. This is people who have received the Holy Spirit. And he preaches this word and 3,000 people get saved. Now, I just read the message translation or paraphrase but in my Bible, which I read every morning, is the, um, the NLT. It, it has like subheadings. And the subheading is, a community is formed. And I, as, as I was reading this, do you, want to tell you, do you want me to tell you a fun story? Um, when I was doing my devotion, this is uh, early January, I almost didn't read, like I almost started in the back end of Acts because I felt like oh, I've read this so many times, God. I, I, if I read Acts 2 one more time, if someone quotes it to me one more time, and then I felt the, the little nudge of the Holy Spirit being like, don't be arrogant <laughs> and start from the start. So there I was, and when I read that title, I was like, it just stuck out to me. A community is formed. And here they are, this, this like revival is taking place and then the revival turns into community. And the picture of this community is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It's like sharing every meal together, worshipping and praying every day together, taking communion together every day. Like they are just, they're living in total common and harmony. And I've got to say, When there was a revival in me, I experienced this community and have for about 15 years. Like I have have been around so long and fallen in love with the community that God brought around me that like there's even like there's even, you know, people in our church that like they they, at random times when they're feeling cheeky, they'll be like, "Ah, remember when you changed your fashion because you wanted to impress that girl? (laughs) And, And, you know, they just like, this is what happens when you're in deep community, like people just see all of your phases, all of your ebbs and flows, all the stuff that you do when I was trying to chase Alyssa. And I, I also, one time I, I, um, I was, I don't know, preaching on a Sunday night and I, I was just young and passionate and um, I, I claimed that I'd started a great and successful small business. And uh, by that I meant I tutored. And um, do you know, it still comes up when we just at random times, just in this deep community, we've been doing life together a long time, you know, um, and it still comes up. Uh, remember when you tried to convince us all, you lied from stage and said, started a small business? And really, I was just like tutoring on the side, you know? Um, so this is, this, is, this is what happened. When my family moved overseas, people got me meals from church. When, when I needed a job, Someone at church found me a job. And I've just been enjoying this community forever now, like forever. And I just, I just got to say that the plan of God, I really feel, when I saw that title, A Community is Formed, I really feel that a part of this uncommon love is God is going to bless the community of our church. That if you find yourself lonely and isolated, I tell you, at the other side, when you've been here for 15 years, you'll be telling stories about the things that went wrong and all the ups and downs of life that you did in the community because God has a place for you here. I just believe that, there are, that, that one of the prophetic words that I just feel particularly over our young adults and our young professionals is that God is going to bless the community. But I'm reading on. And in this community... Um, 
everyone's love and life. They're eating together. They're going to Nando's after the service. They're going to Betty's tonight. We're just love and life. We are, I, I can literally picture, because I've been there myself, pumping praise and worship, getting so pumped to go to church because I love church so much because the community is amazing and it should be amazing and it will continue to be amazing. But the Bible goes on and, um, and, and Peter and John, straight after it says they all lived in common and everyone's happy and everyone's in harmony, it says Peter and John are on, on their way to the temple prayer meeting. They are on their way. Tonight's message is called On Your Way. They are on their way to the temple prayer meeting when there is a beggar who starts asking for money. And Peter turns to him and says, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And they, he gets up and walks, a miracle happens. And then another thing, and they take him with them to the blessed community. And here's what I felt God say, that God wants to pour out his blessing on the community aspect of our church. And I think we've got it good already, but compared to what God wants to do, he is going to pour out his blessing. However, he will do it if our church and if me as a young professional, if we as a community don't ignore the need that's on our way to the community. The truth is, how many times have I, um, have I pumped my worship music at church, uh, uh, sorry, in the car, on my way to church, when really, how many times at that same moment, God is probably trying to speak to me about there's a need on your way to this blessed community. While I'm so caught up in the blessed community and how good it is and people are buying me meals and I'm making so many friends, but on the way, God is saying, there's people I'm wanting to pull along. This community, this blessed community is not just for you. It's not just Jackson. Don't get so caught up, so obsessed with the blessed community. Jacko, there's some people on your way that God wants to bring into the fold and wants me to just enjoy the blessed community, love the blessed community, but at the same time, show some uncommon love and say, far out, I've got a blessed community Come along with me. So I was, um, I was raking the leaves at home. Now, I don't know if you have a parent that has a, uh, that is just, has a psycho cleaning mood um, and they go from a great parent to a psychotic parent real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I had one of those. I love my mother, okay? Um, she'll probably listen to the podcast. I love my mother. But even while we were, uh, we, uh, we went to my mum's place yesterday and my siblings and I were reflecting that, man, she goes psychotic when it's cleaning time. Um, and the only real fights that we had in our family were when it was cleaning time. Well, my job was, um, we have two Norfolk Pines at our house. Um, so at, at um, South Cronulla or Shelley Beach, if you go down there, they are the, the tallest trees that there can be. And these, these things have been growing for a long time. They are the tallest the, the, the most huge trees to the point where the trunk is so big because our house is built around the trunk. The, ha- the, the trunk has gotten so big that it is now pushing over our house and we have to knock, build, knock down and rebuild the house. Well, it's my job every day to, or, or very regularly, rake the leaves. And it was the worst job in the world. Um, my mum, I convinced her out of this, but she'd also... Um, 
She'd also put like, um, what do you call it when they're like chips in the, in the garden bed? Mulch. She'd mulched it. And she was sick of me raking out the mulch from the garden, like when I'd try and rake the leaves. So she made me get down on my hands and knees and one by one pick up the leaves. And I'm talking thousands of leaves, thousands. And uh, I hated this job. So when she moved overseas, we have a big veranda, like huge, bigger than this stage. Well, I would just rake the leaves up to the veranda and then start shoving them under the house so I didn't have to put them in the bin. Um, if, you, if you wanna know my really like amazing reason why was because um, Norfolk Pines, one time I was, um, I was hosing the garden, uh, the, sorry, the deck, and I, I hosed, I, I was just pretending that I was giving, giving this massive tree a little water. And as I'm watering it, about 15 huntsmen from under the deck run up the tree. I gotta tell you, so I'm, I am, this is actual hell for Jackson. So I'm just pushing these leaves under the deck until there was no more room under this massive deck for me to push any more leaves. So I started just piling them up at the side of the house, like close to the deck. Anyway, my mum comes home and he's like, you realise that you're about, if one cigarette butt gets thrown over the fence, there is, a, there is like a, a, a kindling the size of like this auditorium there waiting to send our house up in flames. I'm, I'm raking the leaves and probably, I can't remember this, but like 90% likely, I'm probably um, hating my life and despising my mum. When I feel the Holy Spirit say to me, this is maybe four or five years ago, there's a friend in hospital who, need, who needs your help. And I, there I am, raking the leaves, and I, I literally, I remember getting out my phone, the rake is leaning against me, and I get out my phone and I start scrolling, just looking for my friend who is in, who is in hospital. I see a couple of friends in hospital, but nothing sparks until there, in this photo, is one of my friends with two, two arms and one leg in a cast, and there's a photo of him in hospital. So I reach out on, on Messenger and I just say, hey man, can I come see you in hospital? So I turn up to this friend that I hadn't seen since primary school. So um, basically he had gotten expelled in year seven. Um, and so I don't know what sort of happened to him after then, but we were best friends in primary school. And uh, now we are like, I don't know, 23, 24, 25. So I haven't seen him in 10 years. And, uh, and I turn up to his hospital room and I'm like, hey man, how you going? He's like, yeah, good, thanks. Like, I'm like, what happened? And, um, and what had happened is, is he was at a nightclub in Miranda and he got in the car with a drunk driver as the passenger. Um, they're speeding along Port Hacking Road when they, um, they uh, went head on with a bus. The, the car spun, hit a telegraph pole, which is where he got hit. Um, the drunk driver walked out, no scratches. Um, he, uh, like, compound fractures basically everywhere, stitches everywhere. He's in a cast, like, he's got, like, that typical movie, you know, he's really hurt. And he'd been in hospital for that, at that point, for a long time. Like, I can't remember how long it was, but it was, like, it was well over a month by that stage. And the kicker for him that he'd gotten into this crowd where he was getting, you know, partying, the party lifestyle with all of these friends but then one of these friends almost kills him, but not one friend had been to visit him in hospital. The only person in, in the, the month plus that had been to visit him was his mum. 
And on that day, he had prayed, or sorry, the previous day that, that, that God told me um, to go, I've got a friend in hospital. On that day, he had prayed to God. This blows my mind. He had prayed to God, God, if you're real, send me a friend. And I just feel the Word of God for us tonight is think less about total life change, massive, big, you know, sell your car and give it the profits to someone or change your career or, you know, empty your bank account to bless someone or move to the Philippines to, to reach people. Like all of those things are good, but they generally only happen once or twice in your lifetime. And I feel the Holy Spirit saying more, think about when you're driving, let the Holy Spirit encourage you to call someone you haven't called in a while. Like while you're on your way to church, let the Holy Spirit just say, hey, while you're on your way to that blessed community, I've just got this friend for you to message or this friend for you to text. I, I, I get the sense that all this uncommon love, and I'm excited where it goes over the years, but for right now, I feel the Holy Spirit say, think less about massive life change and more about daily one percenters, where God reorients us and He just turns us into this loving machine. And it's not big one-offs, it's sustainable change where you just realise, actually God has put a lot of capacity in me to love because it's not big life change, it's not big revolution of my life. No, what it is, is just on my way. On my way. The Holy Spirit asked me to do this. I've got a, a few ideas for you. Is that okay? <laughs> Is it okay if I go practical? Call someone that you haven't called in a while. I might get the band back up if that's all right. Um, call someone that you haven't called in a while. Be someone in conversation where you engage a little deeper than normal. What about this? Don't avoid an old friend or acquaintance when you see them in Westfield. <laughs> Does anyone else do that? Because I certainly do. I'm, I haven't seen that guy since high school and I really don't want to get into any type of conversation what I do for work, so I'm going to go the other way. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, it's, it's normal. It's human. Everyone does that. But uncommon love is just saying, Holy Spirit, let's see where this goes. <laughs> like no pressure, but I'm on my way. Let's see where this goes. Um, if you see something on Facebook, reaching out and say, I'm praying for you. If you see someone in need, just say, do you mind if I put a hand on your shoulder and, and pray for you? You know what's crazy is, um, so just side note, and I'm, I'm getting better. This is, this is I'm just, I'm, I'm on this journey too. God is re reorienting my life to show me that I've got more capacity to love than I realise. Um, but this daily prayer that we're praying, God, show me someone um, that I can show uncommon love to today, just one person. Well, you know, as you start praying that and as you sort of start to understand that this isn't, like it's not big things. It's not like I have to, you know, go and do X, Y, Z that's massive, but it can be really little. Well, in the past 24 hours, three people have told me that they've got a sore back at the front of my house. And all three of them, the Holy Spirit's like, pray now, pray now pray now. You know what I mean? I've got to say, I haven't prayed yet. Am I going to get better? Yes. <laughs> okay. Will I see those people? We're all actually part of the dog community, so I will see them again. Okay. But this, this is, this is when, when we start to get an understanding that it isn't big, it's actually small. 
It's actually, it's not long, it's actually quick. The amount of the opportunities that the Holy Spirit starts to give us is, is wild. While you're raking the leaves, follow the prompt of God. When you're walking down the street and you see a handsome guy that looks like Cassius and you feel the Holy Spirit say, just tell him that he's loved by God, just do it. I see in our church and the prophetic picture that I get is that the way God is going to bless our community. Like I just see all of us driving to church with the biggest smile on our faces. Like we're just so pumped for the community. Like this is life changing. This is God setting the lonely in families. This is what God does. But I see us with this revelation of uncommon love being like, God, I'm gonna turn down the worship music on the way to church just for a little bit. I don't wanna worship so loud that I drown you out. (laughs) I'm just gonna ask you, is there anyone that you want me to invite to church tonight? Whether they say yes, that's up to God. But God, is there anyone that I can just show uncommon love to tonight? Because on the way to my community, I'm not gonna forget about the need that is all around me. I wrote this down and I'll finish with this. Then we're gonna do a salvation call and then we're gonna do ministry. Don't think about lifestyle change. Think about one degree changes consistently. Father God, please, just one person that I can show uncommon love to today. Not by giving them my car, but just one little seed that I can sow. One little invite in Jesus' name. Is that cool? That's it for the message. I just think this could change our whole entire world. Just a church that has a revelation revelation of this kind of uncommon love. And we've got to help each other do it. We've got, to help it, we've got to hold each other accountable as well. You've got to get some friends and you've got to say, hold me accountable. I've got to pray for that person's back. I want to talk to people in the room today um, that maybe have never accepted Jesus into their heart before. Um, we read a story about a beggar who, um, who begged his whole life. He spent begging, asking for money to get by. The thing is, whether he got money or not, none of it changed his life. No amount of money had changed this guy's life. He was still there begging. When Peter and John said, I don't have money, but I do have Jesus. And I'm not sure what you walked in thinking you need tonight. What you think, this will change my life. This will change my life. I'm not sure what it is that you've been asking the world for, but I do know this. What I have can change your life. I know that this Jesus that is in the room right now knocking at the door of your heart, if you let Him in, It's different to silver and gold, but it's so much better than silver and gold. It's different to whatever you've been asking for, but I promise you this, He changes lives. And this life of mine, I'm, I'm so grateful to say it's pretty put back together. There's still some rough edges, let me tell you, but it's pretty put back together. But about 15 years ago, it certainly wasn't like this. But Jesus came in and, accept, and accepted me just the way I was and transformed my life. So if you could bow your heads and close your eyes.
My question to you tonight is, would you like what we have to offer? Your life will be changed. Guaranteed, no doubt about it, no other option. Jesus changes lives. With every head bowed, every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you and you're saying, Jackson, I am opening up my heart to Jesus. I do want what you have. Could you give me a quick wave really quickly? Just give me a wave right now really quickly as I look across the auditorium. So good up there. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. That is so awesome up there. I love that. Who else tonight? I love that. I'll just shout you out really quickly, but you're saying, yeah, Jackson, I've been asking for some different things. If you, if, if you just gave me a wave, can you give me a wave one more time? So good. So good. So good. Anybody else saying, you're saying, yeah, I need that Jesus. I need that Jesus. I love this. You can put your hands down. So good up there. Love you. You're amazing, my friend. Amazing. Over here, mate. Super proud of you. It will change your life. You watch. He's about to change your life. So grateful for you, brother. Anybody else today? I love this. I love this. This is what it's all about. I love this. Awesome. Can we give those people who raise their hand a massive round of applause? Come on, this is what it's all about. Come on, who's had their life changed by Jesus and we're celebrating some people who gave their heart to Him tonight. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.